We have officially entered the spooky season. Ooh, I'm a ghost. Yeah, not to mention we're in a swan at 12.46 a.m. Spooky. In spooky study that they probably can't see. What's your favorite classic Halloween movie? I'm really bad at this. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I like Halloween so far. But what about, like, Freddy Krueger, Michael Myers? Like, those, like, Uh, old, like, older movies. Well, Michael Myers is Halloween. Yeah. You know what's my favorite? Which one? The um, Freddy Krueger vs. Jason. Do you remember that? Dude, Freddy Krueger used to scare me. He is scary. Because he comes, like, what, in your dreams and stuff, right? Do you think watching horror movies like Freddy Cougar and Jason could make you actually want to murder someone? Mm-mm. Welcome to the Lash Layer Podcast where I cover true crime cases. For the whole month of October, I have prepared cases that have been either inspired by horror movies or movies based off of true crime. It's a good idea, right? Yeah, it's a good idea. It's actually really popular if people do that. I know. It is the morning of Friday, September 17th in 2004. Derek Robinson, who is 75, and his wife, Jean, who is 68, wake up in their home in northern London. They decide to make breakfast as they normally would when the doorbell rings. Derek approaches the door and notices a young man on the other side. As he opens the door, the man pushes Derek back and violently starts stabbing him with a knife. His wife, Jean, attempts to help fight off the assailant but unfortunately is unsuccessful. The attacker has killed this elderly couple. The attacker has killed this elderly couple like he was on a mission. After the murders, the man realizes he's completely soaked in blood. He heads upstairs in the home and takes a shower. As he is finishing up, he hears the door to the house open. Startled, he heads downstairs to see a painter the Robinsons hired has discovered the scene Uh oh the bloodstained half-naked assailant runs out of the house and heads down the road the painter dials 911 and gives a detailed description of the man in just a few hours at around noon the police then arrest a man at a train station in tottenham when he was arrested he had a single bloodstained 20 pound note which is like a 20 dollar bill I just don't know, like, the currency difference. The man was identified as Daniel Gonzalez. Gonzalez had a lengthy criminal record at such a young age of 24. He was only 24. Daniel was born June 21st in 1980 at the Frimley Park Hospital in Frimley, England. His mother was from an English, an English descent, and her name was Leslie. His father was of a Spanish descent, and his name was Julian. Leslie stated that when Daniel was a young boy, he would often pull her hair, like not in a playful manner, and would catch him banging his head on the walls. I put this in here because, like, I don't know if she was trying to say that he was born like this, you know what I mean? Or if, like, you know, that's a big topic, like, are they born like this or they do they learn this behavior? Yeah. When he was only six years old, his parents split up. His mom stayed in London and his father moved back to Spain. 
sources state that it wasn't like it wasn't a rocky separation for something for like daniel to be traumatized by the divorce because even though his father left his he was still there for his son and daniel often went to spain to see him daniel was said to be very good in school as a child he left school with eight uh, GCSEs, which is like a general a general certificate of a secondary education, which is like an achievement. Mm-hmm. I guess it like helps them get into college. Okay. It was also stated that he was an excellent chess champion and he apparently was a good actor like in theater. In 1991, when he was 11, Daniel got accepted into Gordon School where his mother worked. He then started smoking weed at the age of 14 slash 15 years of age. This is when his authority started seeing a change in Daniel. And I'm not by like any means saying, oh my God, like smoking weed is so bad. I'm just saying this because that's when people noticed that he started to change. Mm -hmm. Um, In 1995, when Daniel was 16 years old, he got into an incident with a bus driver. He apparently involved, it apparently involves something with bus fare. He allegedly punched the driver, but in, like, the police report, he actually bit the driver's ear. <laughs> I know. This is where his love for crime officially begins. He then gets caught shoplifting numerous times. Um, his mother helps him get his first job at a bank. It only lasted a few days before he no longer started to show up. His mom was having difficulty raising him and sent him to foster care. Which I'm not, like saying anything but like why would you send him to like foster care yeah like i don't know how bad it was at home because she didn't say like what he was doing to her or anything but that's just what the note said february 1998 daniel is admitted into a psychiatric unit because he harmed himself by punching through a window when he was later released caretakers were supposed to check on him and they never did It was said after attending more than 60 appointments, his mental health was overseen by many doctors. Daniel and his mom both pleaded for him to get the help he needed. Leslie, his mom, wrote a letter to Surrey Social Services in June 1998. And she, and it quotes, does Daniel have to murder or be murdered before he can get the treatment he so desperately needed? How chilling is this statement? Yeah, Daniel did take that. Are you serious? Right? They say a mother's intuition is always right. Did she have some sort of idea like this was going to happen? Did she help him? Give him the idea? I don't know. We'll see. September 28th, 1998. Daniel causes public criminal damage. He's threatened violence and harms himself by repeatedly banging a metal pan on his head. Like out in public. He was yet taken again to a psychiatric unit where he was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Now he finally starts taking medication for his illness. During his stay, he pulled a knife out on one of the caretakers. So he's just like mentally like unstable at this point. When he was released, health workers were, were supposed to check in on him and they never did. Um, at this time, he was also prescribed medication, mm-hmm. but obviously if nobody's checking in on him, he's not going to take that medication. Yeah, nothing, so no one's telling him to take it. Right. So he's not going to do it. Um, April, 2000, Daniel was arrested on another burglary, a burglary, oh my God. 
I literally hamburger. I literally cannot say that word either, okay. and I have to say it on the air for dispatch, and I'll be like, "Burglary." <laughs> it's literally me right now. Okay, so what is what's another word for that? Burglary. Stealing. Burglary. 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 <laughs> um, Daniel was arrested on that kind of charge, which he stayed in jail for. That December, he was finally charged and was sentenced to prison for two years. And in 2001, he was released six months early. So he never he didn't even serve the whole two years. The next few, few years, Daniel was still using drugs, shoplifting, and was now homeless, sleeping at anyone's house he could. He was mostly jumping back and forth from his friend's house to his mom's house. Um, Daniel and his mom were des- desperately seeking help for Daniel. They wrote numerous letters to authorities pleading that Daniel needed help before he was going to snap. October 26, 2003, Daniel wrote to his GP stating the following. So now this is Daniel writing to authorities saying that he needs help. Really do need help now. I have tried to cope on my own like a normal human being without help or medication, but I have not managed to succeed I was admitted to the hospital in 1998 under Section 37 of the Mental Health Act. I do not want this to happen again, so I really need to go to hospital voluntarily and receive treatment under the care of the doctors before my mental state gets worse. Please, please help me. This is very urgent. I really, really do need medical help to find the correct environment and the correct medication. I need to take this in a controlled hospital environment Please, can you help me? I would really appreciate if you would help me um, improve as I am in desperate situation. Like, he's, like, pleading, like, yeah. please, please, please help so, me. So, like, was he, like, pushed away every time he went to a mental health facility and asked for help? Yes. They were like, you're not showing signs of mental illness. Well, Even really though he weird. was diagnosed with schizophrenia, yeah. every time, like... They just didn't care. If they helped him, would this be prevented? Yeah. You know what I mean? Daniel was never admitted into the hospital even after this note. Let's fast forward to January of 2004. Daniel breaks his leg. During this time in his life, he was depended completely on his mother to take care of him. It was stated that he was very quiet and stayed to himself. His mental health declines terribly due to his current circumstances. Can you imagine? He's not on medication. He has schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. He's staying in his room. He's not talking to anybody. This is when he discovered his obsession with horror films. He was just watching horror films all day. Doctors have said that it was hard for Daniel to understand the difference between fantasy and reality due to his mental illness. So like, maybe he thought like the whole thing was a part of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that's basically what the doctors are thinking, too. After months of staying in his room, Daniel was finally healed. He set out on the weekend going into the city attending drug-filled raves. This particular night, he made his own cocktail of drugs, including marijuana, cocaine, ecstasy, and ketamine, which was a horse tranquilizer. tranquilizer. And... How did he survive all that? That like got I a lot know. of stuff at the same oh, time. Oh, also an alcohol. And alcohol. 
Now, I can only imagine the effect that these drugs had on a person who didn't have a mental illness, but could you imagine the hallucinations Daniel was having? Yeah. Like, he's schizophrenic. Is... He's already seen shit, and... I have a friend that's schizophrenic. Are you serious? And sometimes she'll just see stuff that's not there, and it's kind of scary. Uh, like, she, she'll go and, like, act like there's a cat there, but there's actually no cat. It's real. And, like, doctors are saying, too, like, obviously not everybody who's schizophrenic is going to go out and kill like kill somebody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah. So, after he takes all this, all these drugs, he's drinking, he's at a rave. Um, he started violently punching himself in both of his eyes. Like, just full-blown beating himself up. Like, During, in the rave? Yeah. So, did someone witness this then? I don't, I don't know. I couldn't find the source on, like, who said this. But, yeah, he. it's, like, said that, like, he was literally, like, punching his eyes. Weird. Yeah. Later, he returned home and started developing his, uh, his plan to murder. So, that same night, he was like, I'm gonna kill people. Mm-hmm. That following Monday... Daniel's stepfather, Stephen, is in their driveway, sitting in his car. He's rolling a cigarette when he sees Daniel run past him with no clothes on. What is this with no clothes on thing that he's doing? I don't know. (laughs) He attempts to look for where Daniel had run off to. So basically, he just runs out of his house naked. Like, no clue in the world, just butt naked, just running down the street. Um, Daniel, uh, or Steven, his stepfather, eventually tries to look for him, but he can't find him, so he goes back to the house. When he gets back to the house, he sees Daniel, like, from outside, like, he's looking into the house, and he sees Daniel pacing back and forth. When his stepfather tried talking to him, he said Daniel responded in the tone that he didn't recognize, like, basically, maybe he was, like, possessed or something, like, he could not recognize his voice. Mm Mm-hmm. His stepfather then called the police to report the situation, and the following day, his mother, Leslie, called the social services again, and they did not help with with him at all. The following day, which was a Tuesday, Daniel spent the whole time at home. He binge-watched horror films and wrote in his journal. His plan was to become the next big serial killer. Like, he was just that. So, Monday, he runs out of his house naked. Tuesday, he stays home, and he's just been watching horror movies, writing in his journal how much he wants to be a serial killer. Wednesday, September 15th, Daniel packs a bag that includes a hockey mask, his journal, and a steak knife from his kitchen. He heads to the train station, hoping or hopping on the next train to Portsmouth. It is the early afternoon, around 11.30. Daniel heads out to a local park and stakes out in the bushes. This is when Peter King... 61 and his wife are walking their dog on a trail that runs through the park when all of a sudden daniel jumps out from the bushes and stabs peter as he's repeatedly stabbing peter daniel is screaming i'm going to kill you but a surprise daniel didn't expect peter to fight back peter eventually escapes from daniel and once he realizes he wasn't going to die Daniel runs away and starts yelling, sorry, I'm schizophrenic. Like, at this point, he's almost making it an excuse. Yeah. Thankfully, he, they, thankfully Daniel does run away because Peter ends up surviving, even though he was stabbed in his face, neck, and upper body. Does it say how many times? Mm-mm. Not this one. I couldn't find, like, 
like information about it and i don't know if it's because he survived like actually none of them it doesn't say how many times they were stabbed but after this attempt daniel heads back to the train station and heads to brighton so he's just like hopping on trains like going to all these different cities once off the train he heads into a local hardware store because he realizes the knife that he was stabbing peter with wasn't big enough so he goes into a hardware store and steals a bigger knife he gets on another train and heads to southwick while he's walking he's searching his backpack and remember he packed a hockey mask he takes it out and places it over his face. This is when Daniel notices Marie Harding, who's 76 years old at the time. He notices her around 4.20 p.m. She's walking back from her daughter's house and she was exchanging money because she was going on a trip with her husband to Australia. Daniel attacks her at random, stabbing her repeatedly and slashing her throat with his new knife. And she was 76? Yes. Like, she's already old enough where she can't even fight back. Like, yeah. she was so vulnerable. He then grabs her purse, steals some money, and leaves. He heads back to the train station and finally returns back home. On the train, he, upsta- he updates his journal by stating that the killing was one of the best things he's ever done in his life. He starts resembling himself to Freddy Cougar and refers to himself as Zippy which was a nickname that his friends called him in, when he was in school. Mm-hmm. This is when he decides he wants to kill at least 10 people by stabbing them and slicing them. Crazy. The following day, September 16th, he leaves his mother house and goes on another drug and alcohol bender until the early, early hours of September 17th. So now Wednesday, he attacked that Peter. He attacked Peter. Is the fly going to get on fire? I wish. It keeps going on <laughs> so, so this is all happening like within days. Yeah. Monday, he's running around naked. Tuesday, he stays home, decides he wants to kill people. Wednesday, he actually attacks somebody and kills the older lady. And then, what was it? What, what are we on? I think Thursday. Thursday... He stays at home, but later in the nighttime, he decides he's going to go out and party. And now, he takes a night bus from central London to Tottenham. So, this is after he's, like, drinking on drugs, whatever. He takes a night bus to Tottenham. He comes across a tall Irish man named Kevin Molly. Daniel then brutally attacks him by stabbing him in the face, chest, and neck, and then just leaves his body. So wherever they die, like, he's not trying to clean up his act. Wherever they end up dying, he just leaves them there and just runs away. Dude, Crazy. Now he has all this adrenaline. He's pumped up and he wants to keep killing. He walks to a nearby house and he breaks in. This home belonged to Mr. and Mrs. Constantine. He enters their kitchen, grabs a knife, and threatens the husband. His wife hears the commotion and rushes to her husband's loud screams. Daniel is completely caught off guard by the wife that he hurries out of the home. So he didn't even kill them. He just threatened them. Around this time, it is 7 a.m., which Daniel hops on another train heading to North London. He enters a neighborhood and and anxiously starts ringing doorbells with his itch to murder. That is when Derek opens his door and we are back to where the story started. 
police were able to arrest Daniel because of the description the painter was able to give. And then back at the scene with Marie, they were able to piece him to that crime because they found his fingerprints on the book bag. Mm-hmm. So Daniel, he obviously pleads guilty, but in London, like the way I could put it is it's not like guilty with the reason of insanity. It's like you're either guilty or you're crazy. Okay. So they don't put them two together. So but like now it's like it's like that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I didn't. This is like in 2004. I don't know if anything has changed since then. And also I don't I think in London around this time if he was going to be labeled as crazy, like he wouldn't do life like in prison. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um so he he gets arrested. They're trying to figure out if he's crazy or if he's just like just a bad person yeah so when he gets arrested the first time he before going to court he tries to kill himself by biting through his veins where like on his arms yes like biting through his veins dude ow that's crazy right yeah so i guess also in london they have to appear in court like it's the law and they weren't even allowing him to appear in court because he was so like harmful to the public mm-hmm. trying to bite himself so he, he he ends up getting charged with gets charged with six life sentences even though he only killed four people but he tried to kill two people that weren't successful it's so he's still, still intentional i thought i thought that was crazy and then um yeah, is my whole um, story got deleted. I don't know if I accidentally deleted it as I was talking about it. Is it on Google Docs? Yeah. And even if you click undo? Yeah, it's not even like... Or even if you go in settings and restore? How do you do that? So then he gets his six life sentences and then in... Oh, this is in 20, 2006. So he kills in 2004. In 2006, he finally gets um, his six life sentences. And then August 9th, in 2007, the security finds Daniel dead in his cell because he cut his veins with a CD, like the end of a CD yeah. container. And then he's dead. Like, he was on a mission to kill and then kill himself. Because I feel like they should have put him on a watch or, like, confinement if the, they knew that he was going in like this. That's what I'm saying. And then I try to think, too, that it was back in 2004. And obviously, like, mental health is such a big thing now. Yeah. Did they... Oh, my, oh my God. Fucking God. <laughs> um, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. It's a ghost. Dude, stop. I'm gonna put that in there. Dude, this was a failed attempt at a freaking podcast. I don't even think I'm gonna upload the first one. I hated that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the end. 
of Daniel Gonzalez. So he killed four people. Intended to kill two. Six victims. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but do you think it could have been prevented? Yeah, that's for like sure. Like with, with if he was on medication and stuff? Yes. And he put it all this help. Him and his mom put all this help. Sent he- but also letters to people i think about the mom too like i don't know what she was doing at the time like what her career was like if you really wanted to help your son you could have helped him especially when they prescribed him medication yeah and he stopped taking it why weren't you helping him yeah unless like he was completely like like denied like he just didn't want to take it and was like fight his mom but i couldn't find information about that Hmm. we'll never know He's dead. 